This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I welcome to a holy hell, what the hell is going on edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. About 10 minutes ago in real time, the world found out that the Brooklyn Nets are hiring, I can't even say it with a straight face, Steve <laughs> freaking Nash to be their head coach. Mike Biseglia, who does an excellent job producing the Zach Gelb show on the CBS Sports Network, diehard Net fan like myself, joins me. Uh, I want you to start because I think you'll laugh at how I found out the news and what my first reaction was. But give me your reaction and how you found out the news that of all people, Steve Nash is going to be the head coach of the Nets. So I was scrolling on Twitter, Evan, and my initial, I saw it pop up on a Woj tweet and I said, okay, here we go. It's one of those because this happens all the time where you'll have the fake accounts. And I thought it was the fake Woj account. So I was like, when I saw it, I did not even get excited or confused. I assumed it wasn't real. <laughs> then I actually clicked on the link and I saw that there was a blue check mark. And I like read Woj's name 10 times. And I said, oh my God, the Nets, wait, Steve Nash? And then it was, then all of a sudden my phone. Uh, which was on went bing, 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 <laughs> bing, bing, bing. People just texting me nonstop. How about you? Oh, you, you'll love how I found that. So I'm sitting on the couch. My son is running around me and I get, I, I notice a text message from, it's actually usually my Mets group chat. And the first thing I see is, wow, I didn't see that coming. And I'm like, whoa, I, I wonder <laughs> what the Mets did. It's a Mets chat. I wonder... You know, right. who's on the injured list or who they've taken. Jacob DeGrom's the new closer, you know, something obscure. And then I go scroll up and I see the tweet from Woj that says Hall of Fame guard Steve Nash has signed a four-year contract. And I see Brooklyn Nets. And I got to tell you, I swear to you, I thought they were signing him to play. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I guess they want that veteran backup point guard for Kyrie. <laughs> and then I see the word in the middle, next coach. <laughs> And oh at that God. point, I did the same thing you did. I quickly clicked on it just to make sure it was real, and I, and I saw it was real. And then I promptly saw that the Nets announced it. So uh, this right. wasn't you know simply Woj dropping a bomb out of nowhere, which it was. It was also the Nets yes. confirming it. And I have in front of me the Nets statement because I really wanted to, as soon as I saw that the Nets were announcing it too, I needed to kind of see what they were going to tell us. So yeah. let me read it for you and for anyone else who hasn't heard it, okay? Please, please. After meeting with a number of highly accomplished coaching candidates from diverse backgrounds, we knew we had a difficult decision to make, said General Manager Sean Marks. In Steve, we see a leader, communicator, and mentor who will garner the respect of our players. I have the privilege, or I've had the privilege, to know Steve for many years. One of the great on-court leaders in our game, I've witnessed firsthand his basketball acumen and selfless approach to prioritize team success. His instincts for the game combined with an inherent ability to communicate with and unite players towards a common goal will prepare us to compete at the highest levels of the league. We're excited to welcome Steve, Lilla, Lola, Bella, Mateo, Luca, and Ruby 
to Brooklyn. They also announced that Jacques Vaughn is remaining right. as the lead assistant coach. Thank okay, God so, for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, you, you want experience on that bench. I, yeah. I think my first reaction is kind of the first reaction that most Net fans have is that you think of Jason Kidd. You think of the last time the Nets had these monstrous expectations, and these are higher, but there were yes. huge expectations upon the Celtic trade, and their response was to hire Jason Kidd. And when you think about right. it, I know there are some differences. First of all, Steve Nash hasn't had the distraction problem in his career. He hasn't been a problem off the court. And he wasn't removed from playing by five months the way Jason Kidd right. was. But I think it it just it reeks of, uh-oh, are we going down the same path of inexperienced coach but Hall of Fame player, so gee golly, it must work. And with Kidd, I know he wasn't terrible for the one year he was here, but... It didn't work. You know, that's, Nets didn't win an NBA championship. They didn't get to the NBA Finals, and he was gone after one year. So ultimately, it didn't work. I just pray to the gods that it does work because who the hell knows? I mean, I know Steve Nash was a player development coach in Golden State, so I think you can read between the lines there and his connection of Kevin Durant probably thinking he was a good guy, a good guy to hire, and I'm sure he had a huge huge part in that process and bringing in Nash, but you really just have no idea. And you're right. You do think back to the Jason Kidd moments and you think back to bringing in a hall of fame point guard, somebody that doesn't have per se coaching experience, but obviously on the court was a floor general, a leader and a, and does have the respect of others. I mean, this is a new trend we're seeing in sports where you hire guys that don't have any coaching experience, but Holy hell, what a, what a, what a risk and w w way out of left field. And you just you just don't know how it's going to mesh. I mean, it's just impossible, impossible to pick. I mean, you knew what you were getting with Ty Lue. You obviously knew what you were getting with Greg Popovich. And you also knew that Jacques Vaughn is a guy that had been, uh, you know, has coached this team and you had a flavor for what he can do. There's just so much unknown with Steve Nash. Now, when you're, you, the, the one thing is it's not like he's coaching the Nets of four years ago that has a depleted roster with no talent. This is a team that is stacked with high-end level players, and you would expect the guys that are on that roster, I, I don't see there being a problem with getting you know his respect and, and vice versa. So I think that will be that will be good. But as far as like actual coaching goes, I mean, it could be rough. Well, I, you know, you look at the history of this whole thing, and I think the one that you're holding out hope on is Steve Kerr, that here's a guy that went from the broadcast booth with no right. coaching experience, inherited this really good roster that needed to take it to the next level, and now we all regard Steve Kerr as one of the better coaches in the league. It doesn't always work out that way, but I think that's certainly Perfect. the hope. I, what's, what's really added to this over the last few minutes and probably the, the next few hours for all of us is the shock. You know, we didn't hear yeah. any rumor about Steve Nash. There wasn't, hey, you know, Sean Marks may call Steve Nash. They may interview Steve Nash. With Jason Kidd, there were rumors. And I'm talking about the, the original hiring of Jason Kidd. Like, it had come out, you know, a few days earlier, hey, the Nets are talking about Jason Kidd. You know, they may interview Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is a candidate. So it was able to kind of level off the shock of it. And we were able yeah. to digest it as a rumor before it actually happened. And, and I guess I give the Nets a lot of credit that they know how to keep secrets. I mean, my God. You know, Woj didn't have it. Shams <laughs> didn't have it. No. They're naming all these different coaching candidates. Never once, never once did they utter the name Steve Nash. And you know what's funny? Thinking about it now, 
He would have made sense as a rumor because of the history he has with the Warriors, because he's worked in the Warrior organization for the last four years. And we said from the beginning, this hire is about Kevin Durant. It's about Kyrie Irving, too, but it's about Kevin Durant. He's the star. He's the guy. It's a player's league. He's going to have a big hand in it. Sean Marks has admitted that. So based on that, which we all knew, I guess it wouldn't have been crazy for Steve Nash to be a rumor five days ago, considering he worked for the Warriors for four years. Yeah, that's a fair point. I and it's also like half you talk about the shock value. I mean like the the uh, the uh, half the fun is like in this now is like when I texted people and tweeted to people and showed people what's going on and their reactions of Steve Nash is the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. It's still even now as I say it out loud and you laid it out nicely with all of the the connections how it does make sense. It just it's shocking. It's one of the more it's it's just shocking. I I can't remember a hire in my life for a team I like where I was more shocked. This is definitely number 1. More than anything else I've seen in all my sports years watching my teams play, I've never been more shocked to see Steve Nash is the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. It still just doesn't sound right to say out loud. And, you know, the Steve Kerr thing is on point. And I think that's where people will point to. Here's a guy, you're right. Here's a guy with not, that did not have any coaching experience, clearly respected by his peers, clearly respected by everybody in NBA circles. Steve Nash has the same cachet in that sense. Obviously was an even better player, one of the better, one of the best players in the history of the sport. So you just you just have to keep your fingers crossed if you're a Nets fan that that magic happens again and you get you catch lightning in a bottle and it's the same kind of ideal with superstars, a humble guy, a guy that wants to lead and respect is gained in all fronts and away we go. Yeah, I mean I think the you know the Steve Nash thing is kind of meeting in the middle between Jason Kidd and Steve Kerr in that Kidd went immediately from playing NBA playoff basketball for the Knicks to being the head coach of a team. There was no right. layoff. I mean, the layoff was half an offseason, not even that. In Steve Kerr's case, his last season in his NBA career was actually against the Nets in the NBA Finals back in 2003. So you're talking about you know a decade layover between Steve Kerr, the player, and Steve Kerr, the head coach. And he did things that you – no, know, he was involved in the game. He was a broadcaster. Yeah. I know that's not the same necessarily as being on a coaching staff and preparing yourself to be a future head coach. In Nash's case – Steve Nash retired. When you look at when his career ended, it ended five and a half years ago. So it's been, you know, a decent amount of time. You know, his time with the L.A. Lakers back in 2014. And he has spent the last bunch of years, you would think, around the game consuming information that may prepare him for this job. But what also scares me, and maybe this shouldn't be something that scares me. Maybe I'm still kind of afraid of the Prokhorov era. Is it felt like everything the Nets did around that Celtic trade was for flash and dash. Everything they did was for attention. Everything they did was, were the Nets pay attention to me? I think the Nets need to be past that. They added Kevin Durant. They've got championship expectations. It's not about flash and dash. It's about winning. And I guess there's a part of me that looks at, well, Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great point guards of all time. I really hope that Joseph Tsai wasn't having that flash and dash thought of, oh, we could put Steve Nash's image on brochures when we sell season tickets when it's completely unnecessary now when you've got star players like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So I'm not saying that's the case, but I think I've got net fan whiplash, Mike, that 
that would be on their mind, and it shouldn't be on their mind. Well, let me ask you this. If the Nets never hired Jason Kidd to be their head coach way back when, when they made the big trade with the Celtics and everything, I think you would probably look at this hire differently and have a different outlook on it. Like, for example, when the Mets hired Carlos Beltran, I understand baseball is very different. But, you know, here's a guy that's a, a great player. They're bringing him in as, as the manager. He's a superstar-level player, but he wants to coach this baseball team. You know, I think you'd have more of the mindset of what's been happening with the trend in sports with first-year guys looking at, like, what happened with the Steve Kerr. But I do, but I understand it's hard to get that thought out of your head about what happened with Jason Kidd and just how bad it was. So it's you have to see Nash as a floor general, as a coach, before we can make that distinction. But I totally get it. But I just think if you were to eliminate the Jason Kidd factor, you'd have a different outlook on it. Also want to give another thought as well. Kerr, just just to put a bow on this, he was also with the Suns, as you talked about with that experience, being part of them as, as a general manager role. So he had his foot in the game still for a while, even longer, as he was keeping an eye on everything that happened before he ultimately did become the head coach of the Warriors. The, the other thing, and this is going to be one of the big keys to if he succeeds here, and that is the relationship with the point guard. I mean, you are talking about oh, yeah. a Hall of Fame point guard, one of the great point guards of all time, and a very different kind of point guard than Kyrie Irving. I mean, they play the same position. They do not play the same game. That's for sure. No. And how they interact and how Kyrie goes about listening to Steve Nash. Now, you could argue... Well, Kyrie will listen to him because here's a guy who's got a resume that's just as good, if not better, you know? So maybe that causes Kyrie Irving to listen a hell of a lot more to Steve Nash than he would have to Brad Stevens or to Kenny Atkinson or even Ty Lue. Ty Lue was a, you know, a journeyman NBA player. Steve Nash is a great player. I don't know, though, about Kyrie. I'm not sure, even though on paper it sounds that way. Well, he has to respect Steve Nash, but getting the most out of Kyrie and more than that, having Kyrie buy in is going to be such an important thing. And I don't know what Jason Kidd and Darren Williams' relationship was when they were here, but I had always heard, hey, they were close friends. They golfed together. Well, it's a little bit different mm-hmm. when you're playing for them. And that relationship can take a it can take a left turn very quickly. So Nash getting the most out of Kyrie. And look, right now what you're going to hear is Kyrie buys in, which I believe. Because sure. I do think that Sean Marks isn't making this hire, and he's admitted this, without talking to his star player. So if Kyrie Irving said Steve Nash is a douche, don't hire him, they wouldn't have hired him. Right. But it's easier to say that now than the middle of February when Kyrie Irving is frustrated with God knows what. And that's going to be, you know, the ultimate key here. And we haven't seen Kyrie Irving with Kevin Durant, and that is a huge factor in this. If Kevin Durant's telling Kyrie, hey, when I was with the Warriors – this guy's great. We obviously, you know about him as a point guard and everything he's done, but you're going to love him. He meshes and gels with how our philosophy is NBA players. I would imagine that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have had conversations prior to 10, 20 minutes ago about Steve Nash and what he's like and his potential as a head coach. So again, we're, you know, we're going back to the Kyrie psyche here, but if you've got Kevin Durant, his big brother together with him, hopefully that eliminates all of the other crap that comes with it. But this could be like a pivotal moment for Kyrie. You know, you've got this hall of fame guy in Steve Nash is, 
Are you going to listen to him? Is Nash going to listen to Kyrie? And if if it all comes together and you can make beautiful music and we can you know play a symphony here and get this team to the NBA Finals and win an NBA championship, here we go. I mean, watching this these the NBA bubble and you've seen like what the Heat are doing to the Bucks. There's no reason to think that the Nets can't get to the NBA Finals next year. So you just have to hope. Hey. Steve Nash coming to town, Kyrie Irving, they gel, they like each other, and big brother Kevin Durant can smooth everything. Listen, listen, watching the bubble in the Eastern Conference, because I even texted this to you the other day, I said, oh man, I'm licking my chops, man, Nets could beat any of these teams, but look at what all of those teams have. They have Nick Nurse, they have Eric Spolstra, they have Brad Stevens, they have Mike Budenholzer. Those are four big-time head coaches. Those are four electrifying head coaches. They didn't come in electrifying. You know, when Nick Nurse gets hired, I think the the, the reaction around the league is, who's that again? But these are yeah, and, you four know, of the elite head coaches, and that's the thing we're unsure of with Steve. We have no idea what kind of head coach he's going to be. And, and one thing we have to keep in mind with our instant reaction to all of this is that last night, you and I and every other Net fan were oogling over the fact that Greg Popovich was putting his house up for sale in San Antonio. And that's a factor here, that we went into this coaching search not with a confidence, but with a hope that they Mm -hmm. could get one of the greatest head coaches in the history of basketball in Greg Popovich. And before being told it's not happening, before Pop coming out and releasing a statement saying, I'm not going to Brooklyn, thanks for the interest I'm saying in San Antonio, we got the news of Steve Nash. So I think along with the shock of Nash, was the disappointment that it's not Pop. And truthfully, no matter who they hired, without us knowing beforehand that Pop was out, it was going to be a disappointment because Pop was obviously our first choice. Yeah, I wonder what those conversations were like behind closed doors with Marks and Pop and if that was what that conversation was like, if it was a realistic option for pop to get to Brooklyn and maybe he thought about it. Maybe he molded over and, you know, they talked about the scenarios and Durant and Kyrie and Sean Mark said, you know, you know, the deal here, we can win a title. I'd love to know what actually happened behind closed doors. And if pop was ever a realistic choice, who, I mean, maybe we'll find out one day who the hell knows. And, um, but yeah, you're right. There is some disappointment there. But like you said, nobody's going to be Greg Popovich. And like if Pat Riley's coming out of retirement, right. to, you know, leave the heat and now say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to be the Nets head coach. There's no, I mean, he's the top five coach in the history of the sport. So it's an imperfection and, you know, not fair to anybody else, but that's, that's just reality. Nobody's Popovich. So are we, are we happy? And what's, I mean, I that, now that we've had a chance to kind of talk through it, which this is basically what this podcast is. It's us talking through the shocking news. <laughs> Do we walk away saying, yeah, great job, Sean. Let's go. What what do we think? I mean, I'm going to talk myself into it being a good (laughs) hire, and I'm going to use all of the great data points that you laid out. The Steve Kerr factor, the Steve Nash connection to Golden State, the fact that people love him and he's respected by everybody across the NBA. Nobody has a bad thing to say about Steve Nash, and people believe, oh, this guy is a future coach in the making. So I'm going to convince myself that this is something that's going to work in the future. But as far as reality goes, who the hell knows? But I mean, like, okay, so Steve Nash has no experience, right, as a head coach. I mean... Do we, 
I have faith in him being able to learn and figure it out. Like, okay, Nick Nurse was a head coach at the G League, but he wasn't a head coach in the NBA. Right, so right. he had to garner the respect of the NBA players. Now, granted, with the Raptors, a lot of the guys that came up were part of that G League process because they've got that thing figured out. So we knew a lot of the guys. You know, Brad Stevens came from Butler, where he's 29, well, however old he was. He was insanely young. He had to get the respect of NBA veterans on that roster. And then with Budenholzer, he was in Atlanta. He earned his respect through the through the through the coaching ranks, and probably out of everybody, you know, did it the way of the traditional sense of coming from one organization with the Spurs, working his way up, went to Atlanta, then Milwaukee. So you're right; those are some three big head coaches that had experience, but at the same token, still had to figure it out and garner the respect of NBA guys. So I'm going to look at the approach of half glass full on this one, feel confident, feel good, and just pray to God that this all works well, out because Well, if it doesn't work years, out, I mean we're gonna we're gonna hate Steve Nash, years. we're gonna hate Kyrie Irving, we're, we're gonna hate everybody. Uh, four years. <laughs> four you know, years. You know what's making Crazy. me I, I'm not I don't think I'm gonna come around to being excited about it. I mean I'm excited about the season, but I don't know if I'm excited yes. about hiring Steve Nash. But I think what will get me to come around to not being angry is that if pop wasn't happening and clearly pop wasn't happening because yes. they probably asked behind the scenes and he wasn't going to come, then it comes down to, okay, who should the coach have been? Now I had said on the air, I think I've said it on this podcast that just based on the resumes, based on the experiences to me, it would have been Ty Lue that I just would have rolled the die with Ty Lue. He coached with LeBron and Kyrie. He's got a relationship with Kyrie. Why the hell not? But am I really going to cry over the fact that Ty Lue isn't my head coach? You know what I mean? Like, my hill yes. to die on was what? It's not as if outside a pop there was somebody that I was pining for. I wasn't pining for Mark Jackson. I wasn't pining for Jeff Van Gundy. I wasn't pining for Jason Kidd. I wasn't pining for, you know, elite assistant who was going to get an opportunity. And I wasn't even pining for Jacques Vaughn. During the net success in the bubble, I even said to you, what the hell does this have to do with coaching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? And the truth is, if you love Jacques Vaughn, he's still there. So yes. it can't even be upset about it. So it's not that I love Steve Nash, and maybe by the end of the day I will. Probably not, but maybe. You never know. Your views can evolve as it sinks in. But I guess I just can't be that angry because the other options were who? It was what I just laid out, and none of them was this slam dunk kind of choice. Exactly. That's perfectly said. And it's like all, all people were saying were all of the inefficiencies of Coach Ty Lue. Oh, he's not a good coach. All he had was LeBron James. That's why they won this championship. Ty Lue was just there. They fired David Blatt just because it made LeBron James happy. Ty Lue stepped in and, and had peace then or in the organization in the locker room. There are no other head coaches available. That was it. It was There was no other head coaches available that you would get excited for. It was Greg Popovich and nobody. And it was talking yourself into why Ty Lue made the most sense because he had worked with LeBron James. He knew a Kyrie Irving. But everybody, as far as when they talk about Ty Lue as the head coach, okay, he's fine. He's, he is what it is. Right. Jason Kidd, we saw what he was. There's no great options out there. So you just have to hope that Steve Nash becomes the Steve Kerr that for the Nets and go from there. But you're right, there's no... There was no one else. It, it, it's popping, and then it's just the rest of the field. Stunning, stunning, stunning day in Brooklyn Nets history. Steve Nash. <laughs> I can't even say without laughing. <laughs> Steve Nash, the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Thank you to Mike Biseglia. Thank you for listening. You can check out Joe and I, 2 o'clock, Monday through Friday on The Fan. Thanks for listening to this instant reaction edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.